And we are back with another episode of From the Raptors. Sam and I are here recording on Tuesday, May 24th, the day after the Celtics took down the Heat in Game 4. We didn't have an episode for you guys after Game 3. And no, it's not because we were upset, although we were upset. It's part of it. Uh, it's part you of the travel. your motivation a bit. Jack was traveling. <laughs> I was having a lazy day that day. <laughs> travel, work, et cetera, et cetera. Stuff gets in the way. But we're back uh, in a much better headspace. I guess you could say we're in a, at a better point to talk about the failure of Game 3 because we know they already won Game 4 and the series will be tied heading back to Miami. Uh, Boston obviously got crushed in game three uh mentally at least fans did because boy that first quarter to make that comeback all those moments to just fall apart that hurt but then game four i mean just a complete domination by the celtics everything you wanted to see where do you want to start sam i guess we'll go with game three because i mean that was a experience for me i got to go Mm -hmm. um as a media member for the first time ever which was real cool is there doing the camera for Ian Steele, who's one of our sports reporters at ABC6, invited me. I said, absolutely, I'll go. And it was a really good time. You go in, go up to the top level there. A couple people up there that I saw, I didn't get to, you know, go say hi to them. Didn't want to bug them that uh, we've we've talked to before. But it was an experience. It was funny. Uh, we're up there. They win the tip, and I clap. And they say, you can't do that. You cannot. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. No, so, no bias no, up there. You cannot cheer in the press box, <laughs> which really isn't a surprise. But I, I had yeah. asked before, and I was like, "What's it like up here?" And Ian tells me, he goes, uh, "Well, it's funny. Like sometimes, like they have like special guests up here. So like if someone wins a contest, or you know, is doing like the half court games during timeouts or whatever, like sometimes they'll stick them up there." And I was like, "Okay, so like there's some fans mixed in." I was like, "Okay, so it should be like normal," and it was not. That's supposed to be not like normal. <laughs> I learned and I uh, will never make that mistake again. I was very, I was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but it was, it was a good time. There was, uh, I'm really upset. They wasted Marcus coming out of the tunnel. That was a really great moment. Yep. And Stone cold they, Steve Austin. They kind of kicked it away with turnovers, which was the story of the game. 24 turnovers for 33 heat points. And that'll do it. That, that'll beat you, even even though they did come back, which is always encouraging to see, and it kind of carried over uh, into the next game that they played real well. But you can't keep doing that to yourself, and that, that's probably going to be a thing we keep talking about today because I feel this way, you may not, but I feel like the Celtics have inflicted wounds to themselves throughout this series. Has Miami done things correctly? Yes, but primarily I feel like the Celtics kicked away game one. They were really lethargic in the third quarter. Miami absolutely capitalized on it and made them pay. They came out dead in game three for whatever reason. I personally think it's because they played like crappy dubstep before tip off, but that's <laughs> just me. But either, and, and they turned the ball over a bunch of times, even despite coming out flat, like they really should have won that game. They were there. And that, that's my thing always. You're there, win. I don't care what the story is. I don't care how it happened. If you're in position to win, you win, and they didn't do it. So I, I just feel like they've kicked themselves or, or shot themselves in the foot too many times this series. And watching the two wins, they've just been dominations, both of them. So you know it's in there. And they've showed you it for stretches, even in games they lost. So they need to put it together for the full game in those other games. I don't know what, what the extra motivation they need is, but this series very well could have been a sweep. 
I mean, just is if they don't like crap out, maybe not game one, but game three, I definitely think they should have won. The Celtics did not deserve to win game three, and I'll stand by that. They did not deserve it. No, they were not the better team. They were not the better team. The Miami Heat were the better team. And I understand the argument that the Celtics were a better team in game one, but they weren't because it didn't matter. Because if you get blown out by 25 and a quarter, it doesn't matter. You're not the better team if that happens. And that that's how I feel. I, I said this on the pregame before game four. I'm and this isn't targeted at you, it's targeted mm-hmm. at Twitter and the general, you know, concept of the argument. The whole, oh, Boston's been the better team or tied in this many quarters, that doesn't who cares? Spolster talked about it too, and that's I agree not with what this I'm point. I know, I know. I'm just saying. Spolster talked about it and about because someone brought up that argument to him. And I retweeted Spolster's point. It's just that, okay, doesn't matter. This is when the Heat were up 2-1. He's like, okay, good for them. They can be the better team, but we're up 2-1, so who cares? And you know what? That's correct. It doesn't matter. I don't care how many quarters or this, et cetera, et cetera, played better for this X amount of minutes of the game. You lost. So you weren't the better team. That is how that works. The Celtics were the quote-unquote better team for three out of the four quarters in game one but they were not the better team in that game because they lost the game. That, yeah. That's the end of the conversation for me. And I, I understand that the Celtics probably should have because they were in it uh, in game three. You know, they could have. They didn't deserve to win game three. I'll stand by that. They didn't deserve to get, win game one either because you can't deserve to win a game when you collapse in a quarter like that. They may have played marginally better than the Heat in the other three quarters. And let's call a spade a spade. They didn't blow out the Heat in those other quarters. It was a close game. They were fairly evenly matched. The Celtics were edging them out a little bit, and they had a lead going into halftime. Which game? Game one. Game one? They they it, kind of dominated the first half. It, was, it well, wasn't anything were, like game four. They were up by like eight at halftime. I think they were up like 11. No shot. Let me think. I mean, not that this matters. This is just semantics, but we're splitting hairs. But re- regardless, like even if they were up, you know, I think it was 12, eight after one and then 11 and a half, even if they were up, you know, 12 at halftime. Right. That's a normal lead in the NBA. That's nothing in the NBA. That's so, a good half. It, sure. That's yeah. fine. But it doesn't matter when you blow it away. Right. Like it's. I just don't like the notion that, oh, the Celtics have been this this much better than the Heat because they've won this many. Who cares? That doesn't matter. And the fact that it is 2-2 shows how even of a series it is because Miami has been able to capitalize on the Celtics being idiots, right? So this well, is just just because you Miami just said has, it right there. That doesn't mean that the Celtics are the better team, though, because if they were the better team, then they would have won. They would have won the series by now if they're as much of the better team That's as you say true. they are. Yeah, it literally is true. No, it's not. You can, okay, you so then, can be the worst team and lose. I mean, the better team and lose. Always you can. And then you weren't the better team because you lost. Well, it's not necessarily true. Yes, Sunday is. is not your night. Outside of injuries, if you're the better team Which and lose, fast, then right? were you really the better team? No. I, I would In argue what, a no. series or a game? In a series. Okay, fair. But listen, I'm not saying that they... Uh, deserve. Celtics were up eight those... at halftime in game one. Okay, well, I'm wrong. Uh, I I'm not saying they deserve to win those games. I'm saying that they were in position to win, and they failed to do so. Less, yeah. less because of Miami, and more because you said it perfectly. They were being idiots, and that to me is is the thing that is sticking out. Because I'll give you I'll give you idiots in third quarter of game one. 
I I game three they deserve to lose though. Well, I think I think uh the first quarter in game three is not them necessarily being idiots, but I think them losing that game is them being idiots. Jalen Brown continuing to dribble into three people. They just didn't execute well enough, which is part of it. And it doesn't like again, it doesn't mean that you I'm not saying they deserve to win. Specifically in game three, they were in position to win. They had all the momentum. Yes. And then and Max they didn't had a win. huge shot. Even then, you can still not panic, and they panicked, which is a bad thing. I'll give you partially game one. I will, I will not concede on game three. The Celtics did not deserve to win the game. I'm they not, not saying the they deserve to win. I'm saying they should have been able to get it together and win. That's they could have. I'm yeah, they saying, had the opportunity. You never deserve to win. It's You had the opportunity to win. You did not. Which yes. is frustrating to me as a fan. Sure. Okay. Fine. I'm not saying they deserve to win. Miami executed better down the stretch than they did, and they lost. That's what happened. But I'm saying the way things were going, they should have been able to get it together, and they did not. And it yes. felt more self-inflicted than anything. And I'll even go this far. I will stand by my statement that Miami was the better team in games one and three and Celtics were the better team in games two and four. But the difference is the Celtics had opportunities to win games one and three. Miami never had chances to win games two and four. That that's I'll give you that. But that's another part of it to me. Like I just even when the Celtics are bad one, it's it's because they do it to themselves in this series. It feels like especially they've done it to themselves. Okay, I don't know. Do you feel that? I know you, I'm not saying they deserve to win. I'm saying it feels like they're doing it to themselves when they lose. Partially, they're yes. They're harder on themselves than it should be. The turnovers are mostly them doing it to themselves because they're playing sloppy. And the yeah. energy at the start of game three was their own fault. Well, but I don't can I, blame I, the, the media crew that played that dubstep before the tip. <laughs> I also don't want it, but I, I just don't want to take stuff away from Miami because they are obviously a very good team as well, is, is the point that I'm trying to get across. Listen, I just I feel like through these first four games, and we can get more specific later because I think Rob Williams is a massive factor. I talked to you guys in the chat yesterday during the game, and then uh, really everywhere today. That's the take, so it's nothing special coming from me. But I just feel like the Celtics have had more control of this series. I think that okay. that's what I'm getting at, and they haven't necessarily capitalized on having that control, sure. which sucks. Which is why they are here where they're at 2-2, which after four games isn't too bad. However, they could easily be done with the series or up 3-1. And going forward, they need to maintain control, which I think is very likely, and capitalize on having that control. Miami is not a tough place to play besides the uh, – I will life. say I was wrong about that. I'll admit my wrong. There, It's not, Dude, that place it's not what I thought. Yes, it's not. It's not Golden I was wrong. State. It's not Boston. Milwaukee it's not Madison was Square Garden for those people so desperate for something for, to cheer for. It's, Even Milwaukee it's, was bumping. Milwaukee like, <laughs> is a good atmosphere. That's a that's a tougher place to play. Miami is not that. It's a bunch of people like trying to have a good night and go out and have fun. It's not yes. people that there are absolutely Heat fans. We had somebody in the comments of our uh, one of our podcasts upset. Good for him. Thank you for listening. And you know it's good you support your team. But I just don't – the atmosphere there is nothing special. It's it's not a tough place to play. And also the Celtics consistently throughout the playoffs and the second half of the season have been real good on the road. Game five is absolutely a winnable game. They need to go out and take it. I'm, I'm sick agree. of them kicking games away. A trip to the finals is on the line. Both teams are banged up. Go out there 
and just win game five. I'm, I'm so sick of you making it harder than it needs to be because it should not be this hard. But the Milwaukee series shouldn't have been seven games. They should have taken care of business at the end of game three and it called it a six. Day. It should have been six. Well, it should have been five. They crapped themselves at the end of that game too. And that was self-inflicted. They didn't hustle. They didn't get on the offensive glass. All these things. And they didn't do that very well at the beginning of game three. They gave up tons of offensive rebounds and killed them. They are their own worst enemy. And Forsberg put out an article about it, pretty much touching on all of this. It's it's unbelievable how much they've gotten in their own way so far. And here we are, 2-2. Two, yeah. Two. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, the biggest difference is if you get in your own way against the Nets, they obviously don't have the, the talent to do it. Milwaukee and Miami do. That's why they're the you know two of the better teams. And if you if you open the door for them to make a comeback, they will capitalize, and that's why the Celtics have found so much trouble. Well, even Hopefully. against the Nets, I didn't feel like that was the case. It didn't feel like they were getting in their own way. You do you agree or disagree with that? I mean, I don't remember specifically, but I okay. do remember the Nets having a few runs. But the Celtics clamped down on it quicker because I don't think the Nets were A, as well coached, B, had as much talent, or C, you know, just were prepared for the moment as much as the Bucs and the Heat. They, so in game one, the Celtics kicked away a 15-point lead and won at the buzzer. So that, yep. that was one that they could have shot themselves in the foot. Game two, they came out sloppy, mm-hmm. but they got it under control in enough time to come back. In, in because hand- the Nets aren't good enough. To they weren't good enough to keep up. That's exactly, I mean, it's not an exact science because they weren't down as much, but that's very similar to what happened in game three against Miami, except Miami weathered the storm better because they are a better team. Yes. Right? In, in it's, it's not, not an exact nuts. comparison, but yes. I I don't think you get away with what you saw in game three against the Bucs either, though. I, no, I feel no, like the Bucs should be the toughest Eastern Conference team they play. I know you you like Miami. And they are deep, and they have plenty of guys that can step up. We saw a little depot in game four. It's also important to note that when we're talking about quote-unquote toughest, we played Milwaukee without Chris Middleton versus this Heat team. Very true. I think think this Heat team is better than the Bucs without Middleton. Bucs with Middleton, it's a lot closer. I would probably give the Bucs the edge after watching that series. But based on what the Celtics played last series versus this Heat team, I'd still give it to the Heat because the Bucs didn't have Middleton and they had one less weapon. That being said, game three, Jimmy Butler didn't play the second half. You had the opening. You were there, Mm -hmm. et cetera. It didn't happen, didn't happen. One of the hardest things to do in basketball is getting over that hump after being down so long. You know what I'm saying? Like building enough momentum. Yep. you, You have enough momentum to get there, get within striking distance, and then you crumble again, and then you just get defeated. That's what happened. It is what it is. Celtics bounce back well. But yeah, um, 2-2, heading back to Miami. I don't want to say game five is a must win, although it's probably a must win. <laughs> you got it. You got to take it, get the advantage so you can close it out in Boston. That's the pathway, I think, uh, the best pathway for the Celtics uh, to win the series. I And I agree with you. And I think if they don't win it in six, it's on them. It's on them. And, yeah. and it goes back to what I said earlier. I just think they've had more control of this. Miami is not a tough place to play. You've already won there, and you really – you should have won two there. You, you didn't execute well enough, and you were absolutely, like, pitiful in that third quarter. No effort whatsoever. Go out there and take it, man. It doesn't mean you're going to come back and guaranteed win game six because you haven't made the Garden a fortress in the playoffs. You've given up plenty of games there, too. Yep. 
which is which is really bad. It's not what mm-hmm. you like to see. But listen, just continue to do what you do on the road. This absolutely in their hands. It it they have controlled. I think that's what the quarters stat goes into more than anything. They have had more control over this, and when they lose control, they panic real bad. They real do. real. They do. I don't care for the quarters stat, by the way. I, I really don't. I just think it's just evidence to me that they've had control, and and my eyes tell me not not the quarters. They've just been in position mm-hmm. to win all of these games, and they've only won half. I saw some Heat fans on Twitter last night complaining again, saying, yeah, Miami should have shot better, but these free throws, I mean, how do you expect them to win? I'm like, dude, you got lost by, like, effectively 30. It got down to 20 in garbage time, but you got, you got blown out by 30, my man. This uh, Free throws were not the problem in that game. It was 14 for the Heat, 38 for the Celtics. I mean, well, well that is the difference in the game. And I will say this. Game three, the Celtics shot a lot of free throws. That did not feel as lopsided. Game four did feel more lopsided. You thought the the call? I think Scott Foster kind of understood the assignment. There there was a lot of times they called things, and it was like timely possessions where if if Miami scored or they got a stop, it could have really started to snowball. And to me, it felt like it was a chance for them to come back or at least get back into the game, make it a little interesting. And there would be a call. I don't know. You definitely think differently than I do from how you went into this. And that's fine. I'll admit some of them, like some calls were questionable. Like some of them probably should have just been play on, et cetera. The refs got too whistle happy a little bit. I mean, most of those were with the heat. If you're down by 36 in a game, you cannot blame the officials. I am sorry. That is not how that works. You lost by 20. You were down by as much as, I don't know if 36 is the correct number by a lot. You scored one point in the first eight minutes, 30 seconds of the game. You do not deserve to win the game. I don't care if you the other team took 50 free throws and you took two. If you go 0 for 14 or whatever it was to start a game, you don't deserve to win. That, that's a poor offensive performance or good defense by the other team. Whistles, whatever. And you watch the beginning of that game. The Heat were just missing shots. They got some good looks. They missed them. The Heat were not making anything on offense. Sure, some of the calls the Celtics got were frustrating. If I'm a Heat fan, I would have been frustrated at some of the calls. At that point, you're down by 30. You don't deserve to win the game anyways, right? Game three, I can understand the argument more, if anything, because it was a closer game. You lost this game because you sucked on offense, and the Celtics played good defense. The Celtics shot terribly from the field, by the way. They didn't mm-hmm. shoot well at all. They won the game because they played amazing defense. And I, I, I saw a take on Twitter that, was I'll find it for you, but it was essentially this Celtics defense isn't even good. They're, they're just getting bailed out by the refs, which is like the craziest thing I've seen in like a million years. The Celtics were the best defense in the regular season. Outside of the Bucks, they've been the best defense in the postseason, and they held the Heat to 82 points. Like I don't understand how you can make the argument that the Celtics are a bad defense. That doesn't make like that's stu- that's ridiculous. Well, I'm never blaming the refs guy. I really am not, and you're not either. And it goes back to literally what I've talked about this whole time is literally just play better and you win Mm -hmm. Play better and you win. The funny thing is though, to me is the turnovers are pretty even the shooting percentages aren't that far off. It does seem like quite the scoring difference for like similar statistics. 
but also Miami got beat bad on the glass. That's one thing you can't point out. I, I think the Celtics got tons and tons of offensive boards in that first half, and it killed. Miami. They hustled better. And they hustled better. That's like what I'm talking about. You can do that literally all the time. Just make an emphasis to do it. Mm-hmm. I agree, and I, like I said, you know, the refs probably. Or no, I won't even say probably. Some of the calls the refs gave the Celtics were giving the Celtics. They shouldn't have been calls. But at that point in the game, the Heat had already like been down by thirty. The the, the quote I saw is Celtics defense has been average. Uh, what are you watching? Like, well, it depends what, who's playing. <laughs> no, it, it, in general, the the context was Celtics defense has been average. The Heat are just missing. I'm like, dude, how? baffling it's baffling al horford clamped the shit out of bam out of bio didn't let him do anything had him in a body bag right yes. jimmy butler wasn't able to get in the paint i will say jimmy butler does look like he's injured still a little bit he's not being as aggressive as normal so maybe that's part of it you know max Struess completely got ran off the three-point line would have been nice if that uh, happened in game three <laughs> true very true kyle lowry wasn't the same player maybe he's dealing with an injury too sure but like that hamstring injury looks like it had him in that last game yeah and pj tucker got ran off the line he got stuffed by rob williams on his floaters like the heat the celtics defense was doing their job and saying that the celtics have been average the heat are just bad and the refs are winning like you lost by 30 like they're 20 because of garbage time mm-hmm. that was the one of the biggest blowouts of the playoffs so far right i understand the refs like scott foster in particular gave the celtics some calls i'll be the first to admit it but at that point the game had already been understood but the game had already been won i want to circle back because you said rob williams when he's in and al's in the defense goes to another level yes and specifically against miami it's real important for both them to play because when bam plays well like you saw in game three it's really more difficult on the Celtics to win because not only is he able to score, but he's, he's going to have the confidence to be more aggressive on the offensive glass, which was part in why they went behind so much early in that game. You need Rob to show up for game five. You need him Mm -hmm. to be uh, healthy. Just even, it almost seems like just him being out there is enough just to make those guys think. Yeah. You can't let, them get easy looks and i think they missed horford in game one a lot it was just rob out there and butler got inside and got whatever he wanted and they were fouling him Forgot game two they both one, played yeah. killed yeah. him mm-hmm. game three just horford plays they get down real bad early then they claw back game four they both play and it's another blowout you need both it, it's simple and if you want to go back to the regular season the celtics have full strength in in miami miami at full strength in miami it's a blowout Celtics. That's the only other real time you've seen both teams at full strength. The game in Boston a month ago, they were missing Rob. The Celtics failed to execute down the stretch. They melt against the zone, which happened at the beginning of game three, which was remarkable to me because you literally lost a game a month ago because of that zone and you come out and they slap it on. You don't know what to do against it. That's really poor. They figured it out in game four. They did try it and it didn't work, but that was just a little tidbit of a thought I had. It was not happy about that. I saw but that. You do miss Rob. You miss him. But when yeah. those guys are out there, Bam looks lost. Even when it's just Rob, his numbers are no good. But he was able to make enough of an impact because he's stronger than Rob. 
and Tice had to get some minutes in that game one to where he's able to get on the glass. Jimmy Butler's able to get on the glass. When Rob's out there, it does not seem like that's happening. When both of them are out there, excuse me. It doesn't seem like it's happening. Horford was super aggressive on the glass early in that game yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when Rob and Al play, the Celtics are 4-2 and two in the postseason. Uh, let me look at the regular season for you. It's remarkable that they lost any game. Well, those games were against Milwaukee, and Rob was not looking good. Yeah. Yeah, those are Milwaukee games. I'm trying to load the regular season. It's taken a minute. They played 35 games together uh, in the regular season, which is really low when you think about it. Um, of those 35 games, they won. Let me take a look here one second. It's taken a minute. Excuse me. Um, it's not loading, but I, I agree. Bam Adebayo isn't directly affected by Robert Williams as much. Al Horford is the primary defender, but adding that extra layer of defense behind Al and on the wing for Bam to worry about, I mean, it's hard to argue that it's not been affected. They were 19 and 16. That doesn't make much sense. I don't know. Well, Regardless. Horrible start they had. If you went in the new year, it would be different. <laughs> Very true. Anyways. Um, yeah. You need both of them against this Miami team. They get in the paint. Not even just Bam. Jimmy Butler isn't able to get in the paint as much with both of those guys down there. Um, we can shout out Derek White as well. I mean, mm-hmm. he was everything I wanted him to be. I Jimmy don't know if I call this that. Out displeased. Anymore. Yeah. Well, Jimmy this. J's agenda is still there because Re- Derek White didn't shoot well at all. He shot Doesn't four matter. for 14, one for Doesn't eight. Matter. He didn't came matter. out hot, and he made him when it counted. Once the game was over, he started missing. He didn't make a single shot after the first quarter, which and he was phenomenal still. He had eight rebounds, six assists, 13 points. He, he did everything he needed him to. He used the quote-unquote new dad energy, as was pointed out after the game. Shout out Derek White. I mean, what did I say? I, I, Derek White is the only player who can get in the paint whenever he wants. He did that. He made a 1-3, but it was early in the game, so it was a huge for momentum. Uh, he drive and kicked. He made those passes. Marcus did. He threw one to Rob. He threw a lob. It was nice. Like he was running the offense like you needed him to. And after the game, he talked about how the team wants him to just be you, except like uh, in quotations, um, not be Marcus. You don't need him to replace Marcus. You need him to play Derek White in that role. And I think there's been inadvertent pressure on him to replace Marcus rather than just being him. And last night you saw Derek white for Derek white on a bad shooting night. And he's been having a lot of those in the postseason, So it may seem like normal, but over the course of his career outside of this season, he's been an average shooter. And if you can get back to that next year, the Celtics have one of the best six men in the league. I'm I'm fine with him yesterday. He did everything you needed him to. And, and you, I don't think you can find me a game where you can say he's, he hurt them. He's a reason they lost this game. I just don't think it's it's not something you really see. Yesterday against Miami in game four, he was great. Came out with it, uh, an aggressive chip on his shoulder. Came down, finished a tough layup. Came down, hit a three the next possession. And then the team was off and running. I think he made his first three shots. Yeah, he scored the Celtics, or the, the game's first seven points. He scored the first seven points of the game. Good, good work from Derek White yesterday. He was a big, big part in that win because... Them getting out to that quick start was huge. It was great. This was one of the first games this postseason that the Celtics won while also shooting poorly from three, which is a huge development because 
up to this point, if the Celtics didn't shoot well, they probably lost the game. In this one, they relied heavily or heavier on their defense, and it worked, right? And How it many threes did they take? They took 34. Which is low for them. That is low for them, and they made eight. It's good. So, it's good they didn't take as many. They realized they, it wasn't there. Not night. good they made eight. <laughs> no. I mean, eight. you always wanted to shoot a higher percentage, but that was a night where they didn't need to shoot a bunch of threes. Yeah. Yep. And three of their eight were Peyton Pritchard, so – <laughs> no one else had more fantastic, than man. Even on defense, he's he holding his own to an extent. He hasn't been perfect, yeah. but and they explain him every once in a while. But he <laughs> definitely works and works and works on that end. And then he comes down, and makes threes. Uh, unfortunately, he had the half court shot waved off. It was a little late, but he's been fantastic. He's been a huge piece for them because it makes it so Miami can't. Um, completely collapse on like the Tatum or a Brown because he's out there and he's shooting over 40% from three Brown, by the way, not good again, <laughs> not good again. This well, like, didn't he show was up. all right in game three. Sure. What do you mean? He had 40 points. I, he turned the ball over seven times. I, if, if he had 40 points, you'd say he's great. He turned over 70 times. He's all right. Sure. He wasn't bad. He, he wasn't, he was no, not he good. Came, in game he four. was good down the stretch in the clutch, but those seven turnovers were horrific. Right. I'm not saying and he was great. I'm saying he was all right. Doesn't mean he was okay. bad. He, he was bad, bad in game. You, four. You're starting to become a real brown hater. I mean, dude, he's. he's I, I'm not saying much. it was great. I don't think he was great in game four. He turned the ball over too much. I agree with you. It doesn't mean he was he bad. Was, he was okay. If in it game wasn't three. for him, that game's a blowout. Sure. Yes. Okay. Fine. He was okay. All right. Whatever. And he, he, was bad. he was bad in game four. Bad. Fine. Bad. He didn't turn the ball over as much. There's a, there's a positive growth. The biggest thing. He was forcing was, early though. That's what I was going to say. He just tries too much to get in a rhythm. Like he, and you can't be doing that. And it's to the point where it's not like, uh, okay, Jalen, don't do that next time. It's a, you know, he's going to do that. And if it's not in a rhythm, then you just have to hope you win around it. Right. Which is a problem. Right. It's if he makes those rhythm shots, oh nice. Celtics have a good chance to win this. If not, it's not like, okay, Jalen, settle down, play a different role. It's okay, now we have to figure out a way to win around Jalen desperately trying to get in a rhythm. That's the problem I have with Jalen Brown. There's no other role he can play, which is frustrating to me. And maybe I'm a Jalen Brown hater at this point, which sucks. You're but starting to sound like it. I don't I mean, am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me that. Well, I will say this in the Brooklyn series, he did take on more of a closer role, which was real nice to see. However, he is the first quarter guy and he has been, and he's done great at it. He was off yesterday and he was good in game three. He was the only guy in game three that could score in the first quarter. And that's huge. And like I said, when he makes those forcing shots, it's awesome. And it gives the Celtics a better chance to win. But when he's not, he doesn't have the wherewithal to stop doing it. He just keeps going. That's the problem. In game four, the shots were more forced than normal. It seemed like they were more forced than normal to me. I, I don't think he forces shots per se a lot in the first. I think really? he takes a lot of shots. I just when, – when you say four shots, I just think like, all right, like that was a bad shot. And, and that is something I thought to myself watching game four. Even – I mean, he made them in game three, but there have been games where he comes out cold and you're like – all right, like these are still okay shots. Game four, he was really looking for it. That I agree with. 
His start to game four is not good. Typically, he's fine in the first quarter. He's fine. I don't think he should. I, I think uh, something we would agree on is in game four, in, in a performance like game four, he needs to realize it's not his night sooner. Yes. Because I still think in game four, he came out and took maybe his first four shots. And I was like, okay, these are not bad shots. Then he really started to force. There was one layup in particular. He like drove into a couple guys and still went up and like threw it off the underside of the rim. Like that to me is not all right. Sure. My thing is, and I mean, this is just me rephrasing what I've already said. I think Jalen, the Celtics have to play around him when he plays poorly, but when he plays well, it helps him. With Jason Tatum, if he is playing poorly, usually, and it didn't happen because, I mean, he's also at a fault of this, usually he takes on a playmaker role and provides them with other things. Jalen doesn't do that on the offensive end so far in his career. And if that's something he works on, which I think he can, and I think he can become a better passer and be another facilitator, um, then that's huge. Or at least look for better shots because half the time, in that first quarter especially, I'm the one thing I'm sick of is the pull up threes, dude. Stop like the early shot clock, pull up in a defender's face, getting a rhythm ones. When they go in, they're fun, but when they're not, they're brutal. And even before they go in, when you see them take the shot, you oh, cringe, yeah. right? It's one of those, oh no, no, no. Oh, yes. Right, yeah. Or more often, oh no, no, no. Why did you do that? And then the other type of shot, I mean, I'm just like thinking of the shots he takes is when he dribbles through four defenders and tries to get a look at the rim and it's contested and he loses it or gets a contested shot at the rim. Like he takes the same kinds of looks. He needs to diversify that shot profile a little bit uh, if he's going to keep trying to be this spark plug role in the first quarter. And like you said, it sucks that I sound like a Jalen Brown hater at this point. Maybe I'm turning into one, but I'm telling you what I'm seeing and how I feel Jalen's playing because in the first quarter, it was bad. It was really bad. And I know the Celtics got off to such a hot start, so it didn't matter. But, like, they realistically could have been up by a lot more <laughs> They sh- and if they had shot well. And a big part of that was Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum didn't shoot well either. But in the first quarter, he was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I agree with you. I don't think Brown made some good decisions in game four. But game three, aside from the turnovers, which were a big part of it, I'm not dismissing them, but as far as the shot selection goes, pretty good for the most part especially once he got himself going once you get going you have a little bit more leeway with that i understand what you mean especially with pull-up threes over defenders i don't like that really hate it hate it when tatum does it don't like it when brown does it i have no problem with pull-up threes if they're open that's fine if you're on the break and you're running down the wing and they hit you in stride take it take it but don't try and create for yourself there was one specific one yesterday where He'd already missed three or four, and he's dribbling and then does the pullback, which he's been real good off of, but he missed. And it's like, okay, dude, it's not your night. And then the next position he came down and then forced the layup. So he needs – I. this is a conversation we had about Tatum a lot this year, is he needs to recognize when it's not his night. And while the Celtics got better this season, Tatum continued to improve that. That was a big part of the team's improvement because even if he wasn't scoring – like you said, he's making a difference playmaking. Unfortunately, in game three, you didn't get that, which sucked. And he turned it over a bunch of times. They lost. But typically, he does a pretty decent job at making an impact without having to score. Yes. Um, quick numbers. 43 
of his shots this series had been contested or very contested. And what is the number 31 of them haven't been? So he's taking more like not open shots than he has open shots. What's Tatum's? <sighs> Gosh. If you're if it, you're one of the top two st- scorers, your shots are probably going to be contested more than they're open. Yes. So it's, it's similar for Tatum. It's yeah. similar for Tatum, sure. I just it frustrates me. It doesn't me mean they're all good shots. I, I, I agree with you. I think especially in game four, he came out and he was a little too aggressive. I agree. Yes. I, I think but, he does a good enough job enough of the time to where he's allowed to try, but I think I, I'll go I keep going back to it. He needs to recognize it sooner. And I think that's what left a real bad taste in your mouth in game four is he kept trying after all of us watching were like, all right. It's time yeah. to move on from this. And point. the biggest thing, he doesn't have the handle to back it up right now. He, Not right the, now. He, no. just, he doesn't. He just doesn't, which is, I guess it is what it is, but it, it's frustrated me. Now, do you have any Jalen Brown jerseys you would like to get rid of? Of course. No, no, no. I don't hate Jalen Brown. He's frustrated me this postseason, but I don't hate Jalen Brown. I don't. Um, we talked to Eric White. We talked to Rob. We didn't talk Al too much. We can mention it briefly here. I mean, he was great. He didn't score much, but the rebounds, the energy, the the blocks, the defense, everything you needed from Al, you got from him in game four, which is really good to see. You saw it all over Twitter. People are saying he dominated the game and he had, what, two points? Five points? Yeah, three. only one bucket, I think, maybe three points. He had points. two. He made a three. Five, yes. Okay, five points. Yeah, yeah. And he made free throws. But – the dude dominated the game. I mentioned earlier, he came out in that first quarter. He was on the glass for every single rebound. He was not letting Miami get second chances like they did in game three. And that was huge. It, it took him out of the game early. And then after that, they Miami kind of quit a bit. Uh, Celtics continue to keep their foot on the gas, which is a positive. And in both of the blowout wins, they have done that, by the way. Which is not a characteristic that we've seen throughout the season until maybe March and April. Typically with the Celtics, with Tatum and Brown as the top two guys, they are not good with the lead. They have developed into being able to handle that, and I think having Horford around really helps, especially going back to game four, you saw how motivated he was. This dude wants a ring, man, and he deserves it. <laughs> he rule, And he wants to get paid, too. He's getting a bunch of money if they win the title. But he is a great person to have on this team. I'm still... Uh, correct from the day I woke up and saw the notification that they traded him traded for him and I screamed out of joy (laughs) and even before then I was telling me and Bobby we were talking about we were like hey man listen this dude rules bring him back and he's back and he still rules he does rule he does rule um even 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 me I could not have seen this much of an impact in the playoffs yes this has been especially in that last series I mean the dude ruled he dominated parts. It was game four. I mean, dominated. Yes. Dominated yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, our buddy, It's Gear, who's in pregame chat. Yes. His name's PJ. He, sent, he messaged me some stuff when he finds uh, things, so I, I put it on here. So shout out, uh, PJ. He messaged me a TikTok. <clears throat> right now, there's a streak. And let me, let me find who made this TikTok so I can credit them for bringing it up. Uh, the Makeshift Project on TikTok brought it up. Uh, a streak of 75 straight finals with at least one former Nick in the finals. And the TikTok said that only the Mavericks have one. 
with Frank and Lakina, but that is false. Also Bullock. No, Bullock no, no. Was on the Knicks. Yes, but there's another team that has one. Don't tell me because I want to think about this. Okay, I'll let you think, and you can tell me who it is. Cornette. Bingo. The Celtics have one, and with well, now the I Mavericks. <laughs> I mean, leave Come it to on, Knicks man. fans to make things about them, by the way. <laughs> Leave it to I don't even think they're Knicks fans, but it's just a funny streak, man. So maybe they're destined. They got to keep the streak alive for Knicks for Knicks sake. (laughs) They they can hang a banner to that because they're not winning. Luke Cornett. Oh, man. Big Luke Cornett. Shout out. Has he played a minute? No, he's played in the playoffs, right? Yeah, they've had multiple blows. He's played in five games. He's played in five games. Shout out. Wow. You know, Luke Cornett did not miss a shot for the Celtics in the regular season. I mean, take <laughs> two or one. <laughs> he took one shot uh, in the regular season. And he made it. He's taking more shots in the playoffs than in the regular season. <laughs> Would you look at that? <clears throat> Shout actually, it's kind of funny because they were running through teams for like a big stretch there in the regular season. So, right. so to think he wasn't really getting out there as well. It's kind of crazy. I mean, he was only on, they signed him late because they signed him on when they signed Luke, uh, Sam Hauser to a full contract. Oh yes. So fair enough. But think about last year, he played like a decent amount of games. He won last them year. a game. Yeah. Right. He won them a game in OKC. He caught fire in the fourth quarter, made like three threes. God, the green Cornet. Man, he, he was he was decent. Like he's not he bad fine. when he plays. He's not he's obviously not playable on a regular basis, but he's not bad. He's not bad. Uh anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? We, we chatted for a little while. I feel like there was something I had, but I can't remember off the top of my head, so I'm good with just I just want to circle back because this is the main thing I want to have said on this podcast. The Celtics have no one to blame if they lose this series with themselves. They have had control throughout and they've given it up and panicked when they give it up. And they need to go forward, go into Miami, which is not a tough place to play if you're not going out the night before, and keep control, and then come back to Boston with control. Mm -hmm. Garden has not been a fortress. They've given up plenty of wins there so far. But just take care of business in these next two games. There's nothing standing in your way except you. I'm sorry. Is Miami a talented team? Yes. Yes, they are. But you have shown throughout this series that you can control these games. Yep. Keep the foot on the gas. I, I really don't want to be stressed. I've actually really enjoyed this. You know, it's a nice, <laughs> relaxing series. From Milwaukee, everything was close. Also, Spolstra did say, uh, you know, like, anything they've done to us, I feel like we can do to them, and I just disagree. I, I just think when Miami has done things to the Celtics, is because the Celtics have let them do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, game one is just glaring to me. I just keep thinking of Tatum literally passing the ball into Butler's chest. Four times, like over and over. (laughs) Like Miami absolutely capitalized on the Celtics sleeping and and being lethargic. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, they crapped out in that third quarter. And that is credit to Miami. They capitalized on it. But the Celtics said, hey, we're going to stop playing. And I will say, if the Celtics do get there, Golden State's going to be the exact same way. They're going to kill them if the Celtics get sloppy. They're going to kill them. And to make matters worse... To make matters worse, those away games are not going to be easy. They play well there. But that is a bump in arena. That, That's a that, real arena. It that is. is a real one. It's the second home for the fellas. They they dominate out there. 
Maybe. I, I uh, think if they yeah. make the finals, I'm going to buy a ticket, though. Because you don't know. Maybe. You don't know when it, it'll happen again. Maybe hopefully it happens all the time. I mean, listen, they're primed to be good for a while here, but you never know. Mm-hmm. It's never easy to get there. Never easy to get nope. there. Um, Yeah, I'll say I think they're fully capable of taking care of business, winning in Miami, and then bringing it back home. <clears throat> and if it comes to that, I think they have to. After the game four win, all the quotes were, we're obviously good after a loss, but now we need to be able to find that mm-hmm. same energy after a win. You have to come out the same after a win than after a loss. So I'm hoping they remember that, and I'm hoping they come out in the same way. I have a sneaking suspicion game five is going to be the first close game of the series. That doesn't mean I don't think the Celtics can win. I think they can and should win the game but I don't think it's going to be a blowout because I think Miami is going to have that intensity after a loss that the Celtics have had. And Miami obviously has had as well, but I also think the Celtics understand now that they need to bring it after a win. So I think they're also going to come with that fire. I think game five will be a good game. And I think whoever loses that game, (laughs) I'm not saying it's going to be a six game series. Whoever wins game five wins, but with the way the series has gone, if there is a close game, whoever comes out on top is going to feel real good about themselves. I'll put it that way. Feel real good. Good point. I, so, I I don't know if I think the Celtics would lose in six, but that's me with my green glasses. I don't think so either because, Mil- I mean, they did it in Milwaukee. They lost game five. They came back and won. But yeah. it's going to be a juicer, whoever wins game five, if it's a close game. Especially. If you can so. recover from game five against Milwaukee, you can recover from anything. <laughs> okay. You can. Fair enough. There, Fair enough. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a championship comeback that the Celtics put on in that series. Two pretty dominant wins, right? Like they kind of killed them in both of them. Kind of like the Mavericks did to the Suns. <laughs> they shut up. They need to be able to take care of business. I, I had like a specific thing I was going to say, but really that's it. Listen, mm-hmm. just keep control of this series, man. You have done it throughout these four games. You've slipped up and let them get into it. And they're a good team. They're going to take care of business when you let them, but don't let them just don't let them. Don't yeah. be the absolute worst. And you're up. You've swept them. You were the absolute worst for two quarters, which is your own fault, and they capitalized. It doesn't mean – it doesn't mean uh, – I don't care for that. I just don't care for that stuff. I don't know. It doesn't mean the world, but there is some meaning to it. I understand. I, I agree I, with you on it. It doesn't mean you deserve to win. It doesn't. Because but it shows that you're capable of winning. I'll put it that yes, way. Yes. You are capable of controlling this. Which it just feel, I mean, do you feel that way? Do you feel like they've been in control for most of this? I feel like they should have been, but they haven't. I'll put it that way. They should okay. have been in control, but they let it slip, and so they weren't. And that's what do you feel different about Miami that. than you did uh, a week ago? No, 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 I don't. Because I still think, even if the Celtics play really well, I don't think that means Miami's going to get crushed every time. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, well, yes, true. they did in games two and four, but I still think Miami at the same time in those games also played below their potential. So I think if both of the teams play at full strength, do I think the Celtics are the better team? Probably. But I also think Miami's a really tough opponent. Neither team has just shown it in the same game as the other one, <laughs> realistically speaking, mm-hmm. uh, for the entire game at least. Yeah, so, yeah, I'll put it that way. It would be uh, nice to have a yeah. game. It would be nice for everyone to be healthy. That that would for, be fantastic. What did you say? Nice to have a what? A full, fully healthy team. Oh, a I thought you said team. a close game. Like, who no, are you? No, 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 no. <laughs> well, Marcus, Marcus and Rob are both questionable for game five. I think they're both going to play tomorrow. I would hope so. Rob seemed confident after his thing. Someone else was on the – oh, Sam Hauser is also on the injury report, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, we don't know about Miami. 
I would assume they'll all play as well. Yeah, they're Game all going to be questionable. Yeah, <clears throat> of course. That, of course. They, need to, they need to stop well, allowing that, by the way. in Not that it deserves defense because the series is over. Miami started doing that, I think, because of the Sixers. Did you know? You I remember what know. happened? So the, the Philly listed Embiid is doubtful the morning of. Didn't give the Heat any updates upgraded him upgraded him throughout the day and then Miami was just like so he's playing now and they're like oh yeah sorry we forgot to tell you and he Sixers got fined for it but every game after that the Heat have just listed everybody as questionable to keep people in the dark for as long as possible so. yeah what's well, stupid they, they need to put an end to that it is wild it is the Bill Bell uh, check Patriot strategy of just not telling anybody anything. it doesn't matter like it, it matters if it's like Embiid that that I agree with. Like he's he's someone you have to pay attention to. <laughs> but like if you're yes. listening, the whole team is questionable. We all know it's a bunch of crap. <laughs> and it's also like Struce and Vincent. Like Vincent's been real good in this series. He's been a pain in the ass, especially in the two games in Miami. Yeah. But yeah. my goodness. Also, we didn't talk about this and we don't have to. I don't love and Liam pointed this out. I don't like that they let Duncan Robinson see some go in. <laughs> I don't like that they let him. I agree with that, but at the same time, like, I don't know. We'll see. I'll also say, though, if Spolster does say, oh, he made some shots, let's play him, they're just going to attack the shit out of Duncan Robinson. That dude can't guard. No, he can't. Anyways. Which in this series, you kind of have to. Yes, you do. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be it, I believe. Thank you guys so much for listening, as always. We very much appreciate it, and I'll throw it over to Sam. Yeah, thank you very much for listening or watching. If you're watching, you're probably on YouTube at Guy Boston Sports or Bannertown. If you are, make sure you like and subscribe. Uh, that way, you know, I think the likes do something. Uh, if you're listening on a streaming <laughs> platform, make sure you follow us in case Jack doesn't tweet the pod. That has become tradition. Uh, if he does, it's at Jack Simone NBA. You can also find You can tweet articles. it too, man. Come I on. Can. I can. I can. <laughs> um, but – you can find all these articles he does. He does a lot of good work. And if you follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA, I'll be his back. Yeah.